And this time of bread is not just for the stomach. The dead bread is meant for the stomach. And supplies energy only to human body. For this living bread is a bread that life itself feeds on. Look at that. Life itself is hungry. Life itself lacks certain things. That's why you and I are struggling to make life. It only supposed to be so. So Jesus came to bring bread, not just for the tummy, but bread of life. When life partakes of that bread, things get to this original state that God intended for it to be. So it's a high class theology that just trying to communicate to me, and it's not a prayer, you don't get it. And the living bread which came down from heaven. If anyone eats this bread, he will live forever. What a statement. Can imagine one doctor in Abuja now says, Ah, there's a new drug. If you take this bread, this drug, you will never die. And then they tested it on two different things who were at the bed of death. And they live. Praise the Lord. Tell me what will happen. That man will wait for me. And he says, One is 50 million. All these rich men will go and buy plenty of guns and stop in the house. In case one fails. Jesus is not mixing words. He said, You eat this bread, you will live forever. That's the capacity of this bread. It has capacity to make a man or a woman to live forever. Death will not subdue you. Yes, that's what it means. And you are saying, I you, it's true. And the baby child of two to three, three months cannot digest apples or not mean that we love food. So until we learn to digest the nutrients and take hold of everything in it, we cannot maximize and bring about that reality that just is about being. They look at the nutrients like take every day as capacity to do your body that death cannot subdue in being. The problem is that you and I were not able to digest every content in that Eucharist that has capacity to bring us problems. We digest the much we can. And it's the limit of which your body can digest a particular food that your body can cherish and be blessed by that food. And we know very well, science says that it's, it's only about 30% of what you eat that your body actually takes. The rest Thrown away, it's wasted. 30%. All these things are always eating, 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 eating. Only 30%. So it's like share the food into 10. One part of the food is what the body needs. The rest is what? Zero. Right? Just eating out of pleasure and habit. So if we're able to digest this bread that just gives us, it has capacity to keep you from decadence, from all forms of deterioration from the curse of mortality. That's what Jesus is saying here. And the prayer which I shall give for the life of the world is my flesh. Without this bread, this world will have no life. The only true life that God recognizes in this world is the life that is captured in the Eucharist. Any other life outside the Eucharist is not of God. And will not sustain the integrity 
of being a both decadent and a couple of death. Amen. 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 The Jews could not take this because for them, this is a, a theology that they were thinking to be false. And they began to visit among themselves. How can this man be consistent with Are we planning out? Jesus said, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless you need a flesh or the son of man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. This one is animal life. This one you have now is the animal life. And it's subject to the elemental force of life. The humanistic animal life cannot be sustained for too long. The only life that has integrity in the eyes of God is the life that comes through the Eucharist. Are you catching it now? Yeah. Listen now, listen. I come in and for years, you receive this communion every time. What a Christ, you know, you receive it. And not even know the words of what they're receiving. Today, the Holy Spirit will increase your knowledge. So you can act accordingly. What test, you know, testimonies of people of God, Christians, Catholics who have digested the Eucharist to the point where they manifested this glory. According to your faith, that's the law. According to what? Your faith. If you don't partake of the life in the Eucharist, that life you have now, when God searches in the atmosphere in the spirit, he can't catch it. You are offering that. That's why he said, I have come that what? You may have life. Which one again? Who we'll have life already now? As far as concerned, that one is not life. I have come that you may have life. The kind of life I want, not your own kind of life. And I want you to have my own kind of life abundantly. This one you have now is subject to elements. Other mosquitoes can shut it down. Just a little poison, it is gone. But this kind of bringing to you is a superior kind of life. When you allow it to have access to your body, it gives you capacity to resist the elements of the force of evil. The woman that Jesus was speaking, he said, Those who believe in me, even they did any deadly thing, they shall not by any means hurt them. Not because they are very prayerful, not because they are so powerful, it's because a new kind of life is now resident in their bodies. They have opened themselves to this kind of life that Jesus is talking about. Receiving the communion is one thing. Digesting the communion or the Holy Eucharist to tap this kind of life is another thing altogether. It continues. And he who eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, as distinct from human life. We have a plant life. We have the animal life, we have the human life, we have the divine life. Which one is highest? That's why God wants to live that kind of life. We have the animal life or plant life, the animal life, 
the human life and a divine kind of life. God wants us to move from the human life to what divine life. And Jesus is an epitome of divine life posted in a human body. Prophets. Prophets. Good. He was human like us, but the life in him was not the kind of life you have. His own life is eternal life. He has come to teach us how to hold eternal life. It's possible. Eternal life is not going to die and go to heaven. Eternal life. Eternal life. I want to live eternal life. God save my soul. I want to live eternal life. Them, 
this one, the Lord will invest his jealousy upon them. You don't touch them. You don't manage them. It is this kind of book that Joseph is saying, touch not my anointed and my prophets, no harm. No people touch my name, they shall prosper. All this is you about to send that. Anybody is fighting me, God will punish him. You are in disgrace with faith. That prayer is a wicked prayer. If you host Jesus, you don't need to pray that prayer because himself will sort those things out for you. He has said it. Whoever is touching you is what? Touching the apple of my eyes. And you don't have to go and uh, stop the hand. He knows the hand. He knows how to be with it. Say thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. So he lives in you and you live in him. But because he's higher than you, you will lose identity. You become only him that exists. That's why once you are a Christian, you have actually died. They leave you as God. And that's why they give you a new name as a Christian. Your new name is your new identity. Paul says in Romans chapter 3, chapter 6, verse 3. So don't you know that when you were baptized, you were baptized into his passion. And as he was crucified, you were crucified with him. As he died, you died with him. Is it true? Yes. Are you sure? Yes. So you have tested it. Have you tested it? Yes. Well, I'm asking you. You are smiling. You are asking. Very serious person. You are smiling. Are you going to be here? No. I'm not going to see what you think. Have you died with Christ? Yes. Are you sure? Yes. So you have tested death? Yes. Then what after what after death? Death, death, death. But all your prayer take you very well. Since that's it, now I'm translating it. Ninety percent. All the things I want to do me. I've known this no. It means you accept the one that Christ did for you. That is how we live. We don't we're scared of death because we have really died in Christ. We have tasted death by faith. So when death stares us on the face, and you look at faith, you look at death with the eye of faith, death will know that we have tasted death in Christ. That's why Paul will have the point to say, Death, where is your father? Death, where is your sting? It takes a man who has found himself in Christ in that dimension to speak to death that way. So Christ is infused in you, and you are infused in Christ. He went for to do through by saying, I am divine. And what? I can't hear you. What is the difference between the branch of a mango tree and the trunk? Is there any difference? The same nature, the same water comes through it, the same food. As a matter of fact, the beauty of the mango trunk is the leaf. And he says, "For the branches, for the branches, let that make sense to you. Let it collect something in your spirit. This is how you tap into the energy of the spirit and be the world in the light of God. All this halubaloo here and there is ignorance, wearing suit and tie, moving around in churches. And that's not to perish for lack of knowledge. So that means ignorance is now the master. When you know the truth, what happens? You set you free. 
He who eats my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me, and I in that person. Ah, the bigger one. That one will send to my reflection. As the living Father sent me, and I live because of the Father. Get that? Jesus is not doing a microphone for us here. He said, As the living Father in heaven sent me on earth here, hmm? And I live because of him. There's a connection between me and him. How did he you know this way that he said, the father is in me, and I am in the father. The many times he was confronted, he would tell them, the father is here with me. It is what I see the father doing that I perform, I do. Now he did not have to me. He said, as the living father sent me, and I live because of the father, so he who is of me will live because of me. You will live not because you are healthy. You will live not because you are smart. You will live not because you are well protected. That's for those in the world. But for us Christians, we live truly because Jesus lives. Does that make any sense to you? Is Jesus alive? Yes. I say, Jesus alive? Yes. Then because he's alive, you will likewise do what? Live. So don't look at yourself. Look unto him. As long as there's life running in him, yourself too will live. Looking unto Jesus, his author and the finisher of your things. Why do you fear? Why are you intimidated? You cut yourself away from looking at him and you look at yourself and you want to see physical protection around you. That's why anything can happen to you. Anything can happen to you. So you can understand in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. He says that the Father who sent me live, and I leave you to the Father, he who is of me will live because of me. This makes a huge impact upon my life. Jesus has communicated the reason why he came up the Eucharist. He just built an argument in the spirit to help us understand and comprehend what is the necessity of the Holy Eucharist. He said, Because the Father lives, I'm here. I too live. Now I'm going, but I want you also. Not on how your source of life from any other place, I will be the source of your life. Likewise, too, you will live because of me. He goes right to translate, he says, as, as I draw life from the Father and I live, you too, when you partake of me, you will draw life from me. So each time we partake of the Holy Communion, we are not just performing a religious ritual or jingoism. Where we just try to you know, put your hand this way, turn your ear like this, like this, uh, <laughs> there's a door on your neck. And then you go like this. Yeah, it's very good, wonderful. We pray that that same way your person is demonstrating it, that's how in the spiritual world connected to it. So the essence is that when we partake of the Holy Communion, we should be able to digest it, draw the life in it, and recharge ourselves. That's the reason why it was like If you eat yam, you'll get a carbohydrate. 
you get a little bit of protein and some minerals. If you eat vegetables, you get some of vitamins. If you eat egg, you get a lot of protein, right? Yeah. If you eat Jesus, what do you get? They will tell you you become what you eat, right? Yes. So what have you done since you listen to Jesus? He has made things easy for us. You are asking God to answer your prayer. You are praying and say, God, may you ask my prayer. Now he has answered that to be by giving you himself. What is it you are looking for that God have talked in that God? The one who created the world decided to give you himself. Oh, yeah, look at me. If you get it, I will see it in your eyes. If you get the revelation, I will see it in your eyes. Your faith that will show your eyes make me know. Because you can't carry it as a normal. It's an intoxication that enters your soul. That makes you to be extraordinary zealous for God. I said, pray for me. Pray for God to open your eyes and show you what I see. Pray for me. What are you looking for? That's all wrapped up in the bread of life. The one who created the world, he created this world as sin. Everything is in his hand. As a matter of fact, he created by the word of his mouth. Everything came out of him. Now he came one day and said, hey, I love you so much, I want to just bless you. He took himself and gave you. That means, if we know the value of the Eucharist, then God will change. Now, Pentecostal pastors are not preaching to you now, and that you'll be sending the video to Hey, thank God, though, I'm proud to be a Catholic. You are proud of being a Catholic when you are not demonstrating one single grace that has to do with the supernatural in the universe. Look at the way we disregard the grace. There's a lot to let this way to reflect it. How can I draw life to the Eucharist? Number one, you must value the Holy Eucharist. Your value for this full of life must be exceptionally. When a stranger enters here and asks you what is here, and you say the Eucharist, the way we enter here and need that God will show him that we don't want to come. Two of us. Just ask yourself, how do you honor him when you enter the building? How do you honor him? If you truly believe he's the one who is here, in his majesty, in his fullness, compare it with going to see all of the people of you on your town, or going to see the president. What is wrong with your two legs going on the floor and giving him that honor? If you truly believe. Supposing Jesus is sitting here with his legs standing and his staff authority and he entered the church telling the child of God. Oh, the Jesus. If you don't honor him, if you don't value what you have, 
cannot draw anything from it. Because what you don't cherish will never bless you. The quality of blessing that comes from anything depends on how much you value and cherish that thing. Paul was speaking to the Corinthian church. I'm just going to look for you. Verse 23, 1 Corinthians chapter 11, from verse 23. He says, For I received from the Lord what I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, broke it, and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Verse 25. In the same way, he also took the cup after supper, saying, This is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Verse 26. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death on the cross. So the act of receiving the Holy Covenant is an act of what? Proclamation. I can hear you. Proclamation. And you say it again. Proclamation. So this time the Holy Covenant rises by the tongue is the prophetic act of what? Proclaiming that Jesus died. And it has implications for our lives. Verse 57. Whoever therefore eats the bread or drinks the cup in an unworthy manner will be guilty concerning the body and the blood of the Lord. Whoever receives this in an unworthy manner shall be guilty of a sin by not among the Ten Commandments. And what does that say? What does that say? You will be sinning, you have the sin of what? Guilty concerning the body and the blood of Jesus. Let's go for the Paul who explain to us what it means by an unworthy man. Verse 28. Let the person. Who is that person? Who is that person? Who is that person? Okay. He says, if that anyone who eats for anyone who eats and drinks without discerning the body, eats and drinks judgment upon himself. Are you aware that the judgment upon you for not discerning the Lord's body when you receive communion? What does it mean to discern the Lord's body? To truly see that it is the true body and blood of Jesus that you are receiving, and not just that you discern the body, but you know that that body coming to your life, there's an error, it ends in your life, and there's an error, it opens up in your life. If you don't understand this and you receive it without this understanding, you will be bringing judgment upon yourself. What is that error? Because you are a partaker of the Holy Communion, there are things that should never again happen in your life. If it happens, you will bring judgment of the Eucharist upon your life. Some have argued that their unworthiness is just to prepare themselves. That is one part, but the bigger part that you don't know the weight of what you are receiving. And not know the weight as consequences in life. Many candidates have died. Many candidates have suffered consequences. They think it's witchcraft. They think it's a evil force that are complimenting them. But they don't know. It's because of their acting towards the body and the blood of Jesus. In the early church, if you don't walk in love and receive the Holy Communion, something happens to you. In the early church. It was very, very clear. 
when they examine themselves to be in alignment that they are walking in perfect love. There's no bitterness, there's no hatred in their heart. And so today the Lord is reminding us that we must walk in this dimension. Let a person examine himself. Check yourself, check yourself. Check yourself. Check yourself now. Put your hand on the Check it, check it. I think put the hand on the chest and change it. You see, I don't know what to do now. Check your chest. Come on, do it. Have you examined yourself? Have you examined yourself? Listen, I will be saying it the way it is. I will say it the way it is. He says, if anyone eats and drinks without examining the body, eats and drinks judgment upon himself. Paul still went out to his people. What is that judgment? That is why many of you are weak. So, weakness, weakness, unusual weakness that weighs you down, that affects your mental capacity, your emotional capacity, your spiritual capacity. You are so weak that nothing substantial that's part of you is a judgment. Two, Many of you are ill for one sickness, and that sickness, and that sickness, and that sickness. Check yourself. Check yourself. And he said, and some have died. Some death came as a consequence of what? His regard for doing communion. Because we know the weight of the watches are giving, we will not toy with it. So we must value the holy community. Two, how right God life for me? You must walk in love. You are condemned to walk in love. God has commanded that you walk in love and do not love you. If you have any peace with anybody, with some other person, let your heart be at peace. Walk in an affair of Walk in a world that is sacrificial. For the love that gains, for the love that gives. Walk in love. Walk in the environment through which the Holy Ghost can be truly digested by the person who has received it. If you have no love, the Holy Ghost can be digested. It's like eating from that water. You have constipation and all kinds of complexes in your system. That's why I said, I give you the commandment. Love one another as I have loved you. Number three. You must exercise the act of waiting to digest the Holy Communion. The act of waiting, W-A-I-T. Waiting. The act of waiting is the high dimension of prayer. When you will learn to sit down and sacrifice a good quality of time for the Lord daily. It is 15 minutes, 20 minutes, it's 30 minutes, one hour every day. You must shut yourself down to adore the Lord in your heart, to tell him the way of my life. The currency you're giving when it visits you is what? Your time. Time. Time is money in the name of the Spirit. Let your schedule to always sit down and acknowledge that Jesus will be receiving all these years who are despising too much, who are too busy with ourselves. Most receiving, you just go out. You are so active that you don't make reference to him again anymore at all. You have no reference to him. He is there waiting for you. Why do you force him into your life when you want to give him attention? It's an insult. It's like invite me to go to your house and I come and I sat down and I'm somewhere. Two hours, three hours. I'll get down to the Or I go to your house, you enter your room and you see a bit, you do something. Why do you receive him when you know 
You're not giving what? Attention. So when receiving, you must give attention. You must discipline yourself, discipline yourself, give him his 20 minutes, his 30 minutes every day. Any day Jesus enters your tongue, you must, in the course of that day, shut yourself down at a point. 20 minutes, Jesus has come to honor you. Thanks for coming to my life. I'm going to give you praise. I truly believe in you. I thank you for the blessing of your You stay there. Even that painting is that you have decided to give it. Are you learning now? Are we learning now? Yes. Shall we give it, man? Number four. You must learn to exercise service. Service to the body of Christ. Because you have received a body, you must serve a body. How can you not take care of your own body? If you can take off this own body that God has given to you, how much more the body that Christ has given to you? God gave you a physical body and gave you a spiritual body. If you can take care of this one, clothe it, wash it, buy it, and it might be so you are serving this body. You will know what it tells you about taking of this body. You feed it, you wash it, you apply cream on it. Oh, women, very good. You saw in the mirror and start painting, painting, painting. How many minutes? Twenty, twenty, huh? Likewise, you go and meet up with Jesus and be painting or not? Give him service, serve that true body, and so serve the church. The church is the body of Christ. Learn to find a space in the church to serve. I've said it here severally. You'll be fooling yourself coming to church and going, and there's nothing that you are, you know. Participate in the church. Nothing moves you. You just come and go home. It's not good. It's a bad habit. It's a still bad habit. Find a space where you are doing something and touching the body of Christ. Don't be too official with the church. In the same church where you were baptized, when you die, it's the same church that will bring you in. The last place you will be before you are put the ground is the church. And there's no actual service in your life to the church. Wow, it's dangerous. What part are you doing? What are you doing? It's not something big, something simple. To give Jesus that attention, to make him know that you are for him. That's what he's asking you. When you are that confessing, you are activating the grace of the increase. You are serving the body. Together, the church is celebrating this great solemnity. We must appreciate the gift of the increase. We must put our life into it. We must become the Eucharistic community. We must become Eucharistic individuals. Every Catholic is supposed to have a Eucharistic mentality. Have you heard that before? Eucharistic what? Mentality. Your thoughts, your emotions, your life draws this life from the Eucharist. You are a Eucharistic person. As a matter of fact, if you digest it very well, if you pass, you should be smelling what? Your way is reward, you can see way. Amen? Amen. Have you noticed know this yes. yes. Because that's the, the summit of everything we do. If before you die, you cannot manifest the Eucharistic character, you have failed Jesus in a big way. You have failed him. The Eucharist must show up in your tongue. The quality of your language will be the Eucharistic language. Your character must carry your Eucharistic character. You cannot live like a pagan out there and then be a particular of the Holy Communion. No. It's a misnomer. 
he gave it to us for a purpose. And he wished that you and I become like him in all things. He said, Learn from me, for I'm meek and humble of heart. When you digest it, you can stop it. You don't need to pray for deliverance. Don't need for Peter to postulate for a prophet to prophesy to you is useless. You know why? Because you're operating with the highest testimony of prophecy. And what is the highest testimony? The Eucharist. That's why an advent Catholic who understands the Eucharist doesn't jump from pillar to post. Going to look for who will pray for him and say, This is the cause of the problem. But in your mother, I'm saying, Whoever eats my flesh and drink my blood shall never see death. Because the person possesses a life that is higher than every other life. I wish you celebrate the I wish you be joyful each time you come to celebrate the I wish you be vibrant in the Eucharist. I wish your faith will come at life. Your commitment to receiving the Holy Communion and making it your life becomes a reality. A dream of every kind is that their life is fully subsumed in the Eucharist every day. You stop your life to the body and blood of Jesus. In such a way that your own body and blood does not exist anymore by faith. So the things that come to you, what they see, they see Jesus Himself manifested in your body. People who know very well, they will take me to alcohol and they drink no stupor. When you see them, what is controlling them? It's alcohol. If you pass them, they smell alcohol. If they talk, they talk all the influence of the alcohol. If he's giving you money, the money is going from where? From the influence of you can take all the money. There's money. There's no money. Or it's not a manifest. That's how the Holy Spirit is removing you. You are too stiff for God. You are too official. You are too stiff for what? If you know God, you'll be joyful. Rejoice in the Lord. Celebrate the gift that's given to you. Treasure it. Embrace it. And finally, I say, every Advent Catholic who understands the power of the Eucharist cannot stay in a week and not receive the Holy Communion at least three times a week. If you stay from Sunday to Sunday and you don't feel anything about not receiving the Holy Communion, that of God is a red light that you are sick. You need help. I will say it again. It's a red light that what? You are sick. But if the market comes down with a with his meat and check you, you will see. That's why you must ignite the hunger for Jesus. We can just admit to fast and die to the grace of Jesus. Go to Paris and see what is happening. That's why here, I don't think nonsense for anyone who goes to this abuse of Jesus. If you just showcase any form of you, when you attack all the things, I call and I warn you. You must maintain the status. You must maintain the the, the, the core of the glory of the grace. Because what Jesus has to of is too expensive to be insulted. You must maintain the attitude, the proper attitude. Angels desire the Eucharist. They desire it. But they cannot receive it. It is meant for us. They are jealous that you are receiving it yourself. How long will you yield yourself? How long will you take to yield yourself to the Eucharist? Let that food feed you properly. And then, you know, expel every sickness, every bondage, every bad heart. Every energy that you have got, I'll feel complete. This is my body. Yeah, my body. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.